Welcome to the Founder Hour, After Hours. I'm your host, Posh. And I'm Pat. And we are so excited to have you guys here with us. This is the first segment of its kind. Pat and I were talking and we said, how do we you know, connect with our listeners more? How do we answer the questions that you have for us? And how do we kind of talk about the things that we've learned and you've learned uh, along the journey that we've had. So so we popped open a bottle of uh, Zaya rum, and here we are in uh, Pasha's garage just uh, making it happen. Zaya rum imported from Trinidad. You're <laughs> not, welcome for the For the record, not a sponsor, yeah. Yeah. but, but welcome to you're it. welcome, yeah. And also, you know, if you're from Trinidad, start listening to us because we don't have anyone listening to us from Trinidad, uh, which brings me to my, you know, <laughs> which brings me to my next point. Um, we have listeners from about 47 countries. Pat and I were just you know, messing around the other night, and we were just looking at some of these stats, and I said, Pat, we have 47 countries that have been tuning in, and we were both surprised. Which is kind of crazy to me, yeah, because it's like we're, we're based in L.A. We're talking to L.A. founders, but yeah. people in other countries are obviously interested in just the founder story. It doesn't, doesn't matter where they're from, so that's, no. I mean, that's really cool. U.K., Canada, Australia, France... Belgium, Morocco, Cayman Islands, Denmark, Nigeria. I mean, the list goes on and on. Uh, Barbados, Taiwan, Tanzania. I mean, these are places that, I mean, I haven't been to. uh, But clearly, like you said, there's something here that somebody there is interested in. So that's pretty exciting. And, you know, I think on that note, I think both Pat and I just want to thank every single person that's tuned in, whether you tuned in for one second and tuned out or... You've been tuning in for every single episode, yeah. every other Monday, and you know it's just it's just awesome to you know know that there's people that are you know not only listening to us but also kind of getting on this journey with us that we really didn't know where it was going to go. So yeah, and and, and on that note, just like um, you know we, we've we've definitely mentioned it here and there um, on on social and on our website, but just wanted to kind of talk about why we even started the founder hour and how it kind of came about. Um, pretty much. Posh and I were just hanging out in my my garage and uh, kind of talking about the conversations that we've already we were already having with entrepreneurs in the LA area and beyond, but mostly kind of just local to us and some some of our favorite businesses that we we go to all the time or uh, have heard about or use. And we're like, you know, it'd be awesome to just record these conversations because like we would leave these conversations so inspired to like start our own ideas. And we would like literally just the next time we hung out, just talk about like, oh, like that was such an interesting conversation. Like, how could we you do what they did in in this or that. So, um, you know, we figured it'd be awesome for us to just record it and share it, share it with everybody. And so far, the feedback has been really awesome, and sounds like everyone's enjoying it. So that's that's good to hear. Um, yeah, and I think yeah. I think going off of that, I think one of the things that we wanted to do and continue to you know aspire to do is build this community of people. You know. Yeah. You know, like Pat said, we always talk about, you know, folks that we meet and, you know, the inspiring things that they're they're doing and what there is to learn from that. And, um, you know, I think we're both hoping that, you know, what this, you know, not only podcast, but what this project turns into is just building a community of people that, you know, can experience these stories, but also come together to just discuss or, you know, 
be inspired to create their own, you know, business, movement, nonprofit, whatever it may be. Um, and so I think it's just there's some there's a power to these stories. I think yeah. um, that's that's why we learn history in school, right? Yeah. You know? at, at the end of the day, I mean, everyone is every one of these people or these types of people are creators and they're creating something new. Yeah. They're bringing something new to the world, whether right. it's a product or a service or a movement, like you said. Um, mm-hmm. It could be like you can be in college and starting a new club on campus and yeah. trying to you know get people to join in on some sort of common theme. And, and, and really that's what we're you know trying to do is, is, is build that community, inspire right. people to create and, and do awesome things. Yeah. Well, let's talk about last weekend. We were yeah. at Expo West, uh, which was a really fun experience. It was my, my first time there. I know Posh had been there uh, the year last year. And uh, we ran into our good friends, Mr. Nick Ingersoll and Ryan Emmons. Um, they were killing it at their mm-hmm. booths. Mm-hmm. Nick, Nick's booth was insane. Just, I mean, it was like a like bunch of bananas. In, bunch of bananas. Like, it's like <laughs> you walked into a, a store, a Barnana store. Um, you know, he had his products just hanging from the walls and just on shelves and I mean, this is like in the middle of this big open space. So to to create that, I mean, and you could tell it went, you know, a lot of hard work went into that. Right, so that and was really that cool. was that was episode six of the Founder Hour. If you guys have not tuned in yet, mm-hmm. you're not too late. Go tune in. I mean, we love Nick. Nick is such an energetic dude. Um, Forbes thirty under thirty, uh, CMO of Barnana, and I mean, and you guys will eventually see this in the next couple months. He and his team designed a new uh, package for you know their existing uh, lines and also. They launched their plantain chips that we tried yesterday. Amazing. Himalayan salt, lime. Uh, I think there's a barbecue one. I mean, yeah. and there's, there's another one that I can't recall right now, but tastes great. Definitely check it out. And then, yeah, we ran into Ryan, Ryan. like you were saying. Yeah. Yeah. And Ryan and was episode was three. Just running around the expo, you know, doing, doing his, you know, founder things. Right. I'm excited. I'm excited for YAK. I'm excited to see what's coming up with that. And Me obviously too. with Barnana too and all the other guys that we interviewed, but. Uh, it was a cool experience. I mean, do you do you want to talk about you know that that funny thing that happened yesterday, Pat? Um, sure. Um, I guess I have to at this point. I mean, yeah, you you've been it. called out. Yeah. So, um, and I've been internally embarrassed. There, so, there are a lot of funny moments, uh, but I would say the top moment. I think we can mutually agree on um, the top funniest moment being. So uh, we were just uh, kind of strolling through the aisles, and we see and try to visualize. Try to, visualize yeah. try to visualize a bunch of booths on both sides of the aisle, and like I don't know, aisles on aisles. And each booth, each set is—I I, want to call it a set because it's not even just a booth; it's like this full-on experience. Right. Um, it's kind of similar uh, in in a sense that you have like the products kind of laying around, and then you have like a couple people in the front with their samplers, um, and people just coming up and talking and trying them out. So. You know, we came across a lot of water companies and booths. We came across a lot of coffee, um, juice. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I'm kind of like at this point, I'm like used to just kind of walking up and just taking samples. and Take a shot of juice. Exactly. Uh, so that's exactly what I thought. I'm like, oh, here's a cool juice company. Um, and I won't, I won't say the name because I, I don't want to embarrass myself even, even more. <laughs> um, but pretty much uh, we walked up and kind of making small talk and... Uh, there's a lady and a gentleman sitting in the front, kind of quiet, didn't really, we weren't really paying as much attention, which is kind of weird, because if you go up to any booth, they're kind of just like very open to talk to you, because they don't know who you are, you know, you might purchase their product, put them in your stores, whatever. And so, 
uh, Posh and I walk up and uh, I'm just kind of asking him about the, you know, the product and she, you know, the girl kind of tells me, yeah, you know, this one is, I think it was like a cinnamon chocolate flavor. Yeah, it looked more like a protein shake. Yeah, it looked like a protein shake, kind of the samplers in the front. Anyway, so as she's telling me about it, uh, the, the flavor mainly, that's all she said. Um, so I, I take it and it's kind of like a little shot and I, I drink it. Uh, and, and, and while he's doing this, obviously like... I'm I'm gonna try it too because I just want to try it, and he takes the shot of whatever this liquid was, and I am starting to take this shot. But I read something, mind you. At this time, I'm comp- I'm complimenting on this product the whole time because yeah. I'm trying to like you know. I mean, like, he's like, mm, this is I'm amazing, like, and he's just like, I'm so not gonna into I'm it. not gonna lie. I mean, like, I like chocolate cinnamon, and it tasted okay to me. So I was like, all right, it tastes pretty good. This is amazing. And so I read the box and. Now, while I'm reading, and I've already taken the shot because, I mean, I can't leave him hanging. He moves on to the second shot of another Yeah, it was like strawberry something, watermelon or something. But in the meanwhile, I've read that this product, and it says, for breastfeeding mothers and babies. It says it on the box right there. I didn't read it. About what the product is. (laughs) And so, as the good friend I am, I just walk away. I walk you're, away. You're a great friend, by the <laughs> yeah, way, because yeah. you you read it. You just didn't want to embarrass me, so you read it and you still drank it. I just read it, it, walked away. I was like, you know what? <laughs> He's enjoying it. He said it's amazing, and it just he, I mean, he really liked it. So and 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 and, and once I realized in midway through my second shot, I kind of just I didn't even like say anything. I just kind of started walking away and I threw it away. And uh, he, Posh comes next to me and he goes, um, you, "You know what we're drinking, right?" And uh, I was just like, "I was like, yeah." <laughs> That's it. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Yeah, it was that, that was the end of that. <laughs> and, and now and we brought it back for you guys. So yeah, that was our funny moment. But overall, it was a great experience. I think there was over eighty five thousand people. Yeah, there. I recommend everyone um, going, even if you're not in that space, like business wise. Yeah. Just go learn about what's going on. It's and great. All I mean, stuff coming out. The, the products that were there and just all the trends that you know you, you can kind of like put together of what's to come. And you know, it's awesome. It's a definitely an awesome experience. Um, but you know, why don't we? I mean, we, let's talk a little bit about. Uh, the, we've launched nine episodes so far mm-hmm. of the Founder Hour, um, which honestly to us it's pretty awesome because when we started this thing, we we just we didn't really have a plan of like what it's gonna be, but we were excited about sitting down with folks. Um, and so it's been great not only interviewing them but also keeping in touch with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, every single person that we've you know sat down with and had a conversation with so far has been you know so friendly, so open to you know. You know, not only you know keeping in touch with us, but mentoring us if we have any questions, mm. uh, and really being a part of this community and helping it helping it grow. Um, we our first episode was with D Murthy from Five Four, yep. uh, and about a I don't, I don't know maybe a couple of weeks ago or so, we decided to call him and see what he was up to um, because he had recently changed the name of Five Four to Menlo Club. Yep, yep. So we kind of wanted to talk Which about. Is, uh, I think he said that's kind of where they. They grew up, or they, that's where they started the company, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, that was that was definitely one of the big reasons of why they did it. Um, and I think that he definitely had a reason, a very good reason, as to why right. uh, the shift in the name happened. And it was mostly to separate the brand Five Four from the service that they were offering. Mm-hmm. The service being, you know, subscription, right? Yeah. Clothing line for men. Um, and so that's one of the main reasons that it came about. And because they have several different brands, they have Grand AC, the you know athletic athleisure you know line. They have Oshenta, the you know you know glasses, uh, New Republic. I mean, and, and so much more to come that he was telling us about. 
they wanted it to all be under the Menlo Club umbrella. Right. And so, you know, definitely an awesome move. Um, I'm a Menlo Club member as well, so it's 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 been awesome just to kind of get their, you know, clothes every month and, you know, I get a lot of compliments, so shout out D for, you yeah. know, what you've been doing out there and, you know, thank you just for everything that you've done for, you know, the Founder Hour and, you know, you know supporting us. But that was our first interview and the feedback that we got from that, I mean, you yeah, know, I mean, we're still, well. I'm still getting feedback all <laughs> yeah. the time. Like, yeah. um, just kind of, you know, how inspiring that conversation was. Mm-hmm. I think I read that, um, someone had said it inspired them to be like, I can become a millionaire. Like right. yeah, I can, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can do it. It's not like anything yeah. crazy. It's just, you know, c- you know, come up with the right idea and, and be smart about it and don't, you know, take stupid risks, but right. take calculated risks and you can make it happen. And mm-hmm. I think that's really awesome. Um, yeah. someone another, texted us that, I mean, like, yeah. I think she was listening to it on the way to work and she texted Pat and I and said, and said like, you know, this was so inspiring. Like, you know, this guy was pretty much, you know, where I was yeah. and he just did it. Like that, that was it. It was, it was, that's what separated, you know, D or, you know, all the other founders from the folks who are listening that, you know, haven't done it yet or, you know, right. who, who want to do it. So it was, it, it's, and it, for us, I think it's awesome to hear that because, now our stories have some sort of impact. The stories that we're sharing have some sort of impact. Mm-hmm. Another update on D uh, oh, recently. Yeah. So D, so Menlo Club is actually one of D's projects. Um, obviously, Young and Reckless is another, and uh, he's he actually has is involved in a venture company um, uh, firm uh, called Queensbridge Venture Partners. That's with Nas um, as well as his brother and and a few of their good friends and. Recently, the, one of the companies that they in, had invested in, Series A, uh, called Ring, I'm sure a lot of you have heard about it or maybe even have that product, was bought by Amazon for a billion dollars. With a B. With a B. B with a billion with a B. Uh, so I just want to say huge congrats to D and the team. That is freaking awesome. I mean, I can't even imagine the feeling of just having one of your portfolio companies being sold to Amazon for a billion dollars. It's yeah. just crazy. So that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Moving on, I guess uh, some other really cool updates. Well, you know, second one was with Eric Oberholzer, Tender Greens. Uh, during our conversation, he talked a lot about their expansion um, and efforts and moving to the East mm-hmm, Coast, mm-hmm. and they actually did right. Yeah, they yeah, opened yeah. up in New York and New Boston. York City. Yeah, and you know, it's funny. So during that conversation, we talked about the rebrand, uh, and. Um, up to that point, before the interview, and even after the interview, I've gotten some you know feedback from friends, both positive and negative, uh, just to keep it real yeah. about their rebrand. You know, some said we just don't get it. Like, I mean, why, why red? It's so corporate, you know. And you know, we just kind of like that you know old look that they had with you know that green you know the green leaf type mm-hmm. thing. Um, it was just was more kind of natural. Um, and I guess I guess that feedback is fair. I think that's something that Eric talked about as well that people were kind of shocked by it. Yeah. Um, but you know, if it's a problem that you guys thought, you know, if it's a problem you think that uh, you you were really affected by, I think I would really you know recommend you guys checking out that episode and hearing you know why you know the team went through that entire process. It makes a lot of sense whether or not you agree with it. That's a different issue. Um, but I think that what Eric was talking about and just the overall growth and scaling of Tender Greens required that rebrand. Mm-hmm. Um, he was talking about how he brought in the president of Dry Bar to now kind of run the company yeah. in terms of like the business side of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's very different. I mean, like, you know, Pat and I know this and we've talked to other folks that have startups. Running a startup and running, you know, and, and then scaling that to be, I guess, more corporate, quote unquote, 
and it's it's very different. You know, the culture starts shifting a little bit. There needs to be better, bigger systems in play to, you know, keep it going, but also to revolve it around a system and not people. You know, it's something we always talk about is like, you know, when you're building a project or a team or, you know, company or anything, sure, the team is very important, but if you're thinking long-term, you know, big picture growth, there needs to be some sort of system into place that anybody could come in, replace that person, keep things moving, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that that's, you know... Yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see how things play out for Tended Greens. Yeah. I mean, um, they've obviously been doing really well here on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's going to mm-hmm. be fun mm-hmm. to see um, how the reception is going to be over there. Yeah, and, and, and I think speaking of like, you know, restaurants and food again, you know, Mario Del Perro with Mendocino Farms, yeah. again, just in California, but now focused on opening seven, eight restaurants this year um, in California, I believe still. Yeah. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, they start, you know, expanding as well. I mean, and also Mario, if you're tuning in, I have a personal message to you. Um, you need to come to Glendale. I mean, it's. I mean, I'm from Glendale. A lot of people are from Glendale, California. Um, I have a few spots for you already. I'll just, I'll just let you know where they are, and we need it. I mean, like, there's times Glendale that Glendale also SC, you oh, know, SC are just sure. closer to universities. I think like college yes. students um, love yes. love your food and would eat it up. So literally eat it up. <laughs> literally eat it up, Mario. Just. I know we don't, we're not really in a place to advise you, but please, just... <laughs> please, Mario. Please, Mario. Um, yeah, I mean, Lumi. Lumi, Jesse, Jimmy. Yeah, let's talk about Lumi. Episode four. Yeah, Lumi recently closed Loved their her. Series A. Uh, so huge congrats to Jesse, Janine, and the team. Really excited. I mean, just after our conversation, um, we had no doubt, you know, that, you know, they're, they're going to be successful and, and yeah. grow to bigger, better things. So um, that's, that's really awesome for them. I'm excited to see... Where they take Lumi, yeah. Um, yeah Je- Jesse seems like she has a great team with her, and mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they're gonna do great things. So, yeah. um, let's talk about the last episode, Khalees. I-, I think that one's been a fun one that uh, everyone's really been. I don't know. Just we've been getting a lot of feedback on that, a lot of traction, obviously, uh, with Khalees being who she is and mm-hmm. and her following. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm I'm really I think something that a lot of folks were curious about is like how that even came about, like why we. Got on her show. Obviously, she's a founder of an LA-based company. But like, like I know you. So, so talk about how you met Khalees, and then we can kind of go. From what there. is? I'm being interviewed now on yeah, the Founder yeah, Hour. Yeah, tell me more about it, Posh. Yeah. So I guess episode ten, Posh talking about her, his, you know, how he met Khalees. Um, no. So um, it's kind of a long story, but I will try to keep it as brief and you know as fun as possible. Um, so I graduated law school in 2017. Um, I was a second-year law student, and I had founded, a co- I had co-founded a club uh, with one of my best friends uh, called Innovation Entrepreneurship and Startups Club. Uh, it was essentially based around the idea that sure we're going to law school, but we want to do something different with our degree and you know pursue you know business innovation entrepreneurship really. And so we kind of set out to find uh, folks who had a law degree, mm-hmm. but weren't necessarily only practicing law. You know, they had they had done other things. And so we came across some guy who ended up being my boss right now, Charles Liu. Who's also going to be on the show. Who's also going to be on the show, yes. And he is a lawyer, restaurateur, um, just an entrepreneur. And he was one of our guests. And, you know, we hit it off. I kept in touch with him. We were getting lunch one day and um, we were just talking and... 
I was, he was asking me about, you know, my interest in hospitality. Is that something that you're interested in? I said, yeah, sure. And he said, um, you know, I have a friend who is a chef that wants to be, you know, who wants to open a restaurant, you know. I said, that's great. And um, he's like, do you listen to hip hop? And I'm like, I guess. And, and at this point, I really don't know what the hell this conversation is going to. Like, I mean, we're talking about food now, it's hip hop. So I'm like, whatever. And so... I'm like, yeah. He's like, uh, okay. Um, do you know Nas? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, of course I know Nas. And he's like, do you know his ex-wife? I said, no, I have no idea. And he's like, no, no. He's like, you know her. And I was like, okay. He's like, the singer that she sings Milkshake. And I was like, oh, Khalees. Of course I know Khalees. Who doesn't know Khalees? I mean, her Milkshake brought everybody to the yard, you know? And so I'm thinking, you know, okay, what, a, what the hell does hip-hop Khalees yeah. And food have to do with one another. Yeah. And so I'm like, yeah, I know her, but like. I didn't know that about her, by the way. I knew Khalees. Like, I've known Khalees of who yeah. she was, like, yeah, since yeah. I was a kid, like, just hearing all the songs. Of but. course. I mean, like, my milkshake brings up the rest of the yard. <laughs> yeah. But until he told me, I had no idea. Yeah. That's not, uh, And good. so he, he, he's like, yeah, she's a chef now. <laughs> I start laughing because I'm like, okay, like, just because she's saying milkshake, she's not a chef. Come on, let's be real. Uh, you know, I, I can make a milkshake right now. Uh, so, although I am a chef. So, he's like, yeah, she's looking to open a restaurant. Is that something you want to help her out with? And I said, I, I don't know anything about opening restaurants. So, long story short, he connects me to Khalees. And we, uh, we meet up and she emails me back and says, hey, let's, you know, meet up. And so, we get together and... I mean, we really hit it off. It was, it's, it's a very interesting, you know, relationship. I mean, if you know me and you know Khalees, yeah, it's the most unlikely, you know, it's the most unlikely friendship, but somehow it just, somehow I guess we're friends. Um, and so we just hit it off and we started kind of on this quest of, you know, learning more about the restaurant industry, especially for myself and, you know, finding a restaurant and then, you know, really brainstorming about ways of her being involved with food. And at the time she was, you know, starting kind of the sauce line and now, she has the farm thing that's in the works, and I'm sure there's going to be a restaurant very soon after that. And so we just became good friends, and, um, you know, I just learned a lot about her and her past of, you know, being in music and in the industry and, you know, food. And, I mean, I love food, and the first time that she cooked for me was actually, it's funny enough, it was actually a year ago, literally almost a year ago, the morning of Expo West. I went yeah. to Expo West with her, and she cooked me a mean breakfast. It was, you know... It was a po- fried pork chop on um, some dope bread. I don't remember what it was. A toasted bread with... It's, it's one of those, if you can't remember it. it I can't remember it. it. I mean, it was just... <laughs> I took the first bite. I mean, I love talking. I mean, look, I just kept, I've been talking the past three minutes. I couldn't speak, you know? So I was just like, this is unreal. I'm like, you need to do something with this. And that, that's how we got to know her. And, you know, I had we had to both told her and then Patrick met her shortly after that we went to this awesome uh festival last year in february yeah. called soul aquarius yeah. uh that was pretty fun and so we just kind of all kind of became friends and uh we had told her about the podcast and you know she loved the idea and we got her on there and yeah the feedback i mean it's i mean you know you, you know as well as i do the yeah I, I was really just like i was like really excited to learn about her the cool thing i mean i think the cool thing about her story or i, I guess the, the really interesting thing is she was kind of on that brink of like that huge change that came to the music industry, right? Like all these artists for a long time, like the music industry was operating very, very similarly, right? Like up until that point. And then when the internet 
obviously became what it is and social media became heavy and people started downloading music illegally right. and ringtones were big. Like that whole shift was such a big hit to the music industry. And I was actually an in- intern like at Warner Music Group mm-hmm. for a while, like a little after that, but I kind of saw that shift happening internally too. And right. it was really interesting to me to, to hear that part from her uh, perspective, um, which is not something that you hear about. Like right. unless you talk to them, mm-hmm. And ask them mm-hmm. to tell us and recollect what happened at that moment. You don't really know. No. And Pat, I was going to ask you something that you, I think, touched upon. Um, what do you think about folks who, you know, are perhaps in that shift or even pre-shift? Like, you know, they're an intern graduating college and they don't really know what to do. I mean, it's, 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 the times are changing, you know. A lot of folks, especially in our generation, they don't want to take that corporate path. They, you know... And it's not it's not a bad thing to go corporate. Um, I think they're just more independent, you know, with social media and you know just media in general being such a big part of our society. How do these folks, you know, even get on a path of, you know, trying to figure it out? And how do they keep that positivity or how do they keep that optimism? Yeah. Of sure, I mean, I'm in this zone of the unknown, but it's yeah. not a big deal. I mean, in my opinion, it's kind of just like you gotta, you gotta, you gotta really look at yourself. It's like a case by case basis. I mean, you gotta look at yourself. You gotta look at your situation. Um, if if you can really like, if you absolutely need to go work somewhere yeah. and make you know income to be mm-hmm. able to like support yourself and maybe even your family, like you gotta absolutely do what you have to do. Um, it's that doesn't mean that you let go of your aspirations and your dreams and what you want to do, but you know, first comes first, you gotta you gotta survive, right? Um, but aside from that, I think. Whether you're working a full-time job or you're able to take time off to really, like, you know, take a stab at an idea that you're passionate about and take it somewhere, um, you just got to keep at it. I think, I think to stay motivated, uh, it, it's it really helps to have like-minded, you know, passionate people around you that could right. either either do it with you or mm-hmm. help you out somehow yeah. in some aspect. Completely. And I think that's that's really what we, like this podcast is doing for us and hopefully you yeah. guys is. Um, providing that extra sort of inspiration to like hear those mm-hmm, raw mm-hmm, mm-hmm. stories of these people's experiences because yeah. then you can like kind of relate it to you and it's like oh I'm, I'm okay so far you know uh, I don't relate and then all of a sudden you hear something and it's like okay yeah like that I relate with that's where I am right now mm-hmm. I want to hear the rest of this mm-hmm. you know story so I mean and like it's inspiring because you hear people like Nick Ingersoll like came from literally nothing right. like hadn't seen wealth hadn't been you know hadn't grown up in LA and Beverly Hills and seen you know, luxury, mm-hmm. but, you know, he just kept on going. It's like, sometimes I think that not knowing is a, is, it's, it's a good thing because when you're a little too focused on something, you forget everything else around you because you're so just in this box of like, this is what I want to accomplish and that's all that matters. And that's great. But when you are pursuing that thing you're focused about, you're kind of like, you know, leaving out other things that are that could potentially be important or other opportunities sure. that might come your way. Yeah, it's that, an opportunity cost for sure. Yeah. So yeah. you got to like, know, you got to know, you got to know that, you know, that going in that like right. you're, because the time right. it's going to take, I mean, like, it's like starting the idea or doing whatever it is, is one thing, but keeping at it, it you, you got to know it's, yeah. it's a f- more than a full-time job. Yeah. Like it's like constantly like you mm-hmm. and I, like, mm-hmm. you, you know how it is. Yeah, like yeah. we work night and day because we know like yeah. that's what it takes. You, you got to yeah. know that. Yeah. And again, like, you know, Pat right after college, he, um, he started working, you know, I went straight to law school, but even when you're doing something like, and you think you're on the path of, you know, I want to be, uh, you know, a cardiac surgeon, right? Great. That's, it's great that you have a dream. And I always encourage people like have a dream, have like a destination, 
if you don't get there and you go some other way and you're more successful, yeah, know right, that it might change. Yeah, right, know that yeah. it might change. You know, be open to that. Like, yeah. just be open. And I think again, it because society is now so focused on these, uh, you know, influencing influencers on social media and everything is like fine and dandy and everybody's posting the great things about themselves and not posting about that struggle, that time that you had nothing. Um, People think that, you know, they're not successful, even though perhaps they're on a very successful path. And I think that's something that somebody actually asked me about the podcast is, hey, guys, can you talk more about, you know, the failures that these guys went through? Like, sure, their successes are awesome. And we want to hear it because we want to see the light at the end of the tunnel. But we want to talk also about the times that they failed. Like, they were literally doing nothing perhaps totally i think i think the cool or interesting thing about the people we're interviewing is not a lot of them the, a lot of them haven't been running their business for so long like it's just been like maybe a few years they're into it so sure they may have had a big failure but there may still be failures coming up soon i mean yep. knock on wood like that you know that everything works out for them but mm-hmm. um you know like sometimes when you hear stories of people who, who ran a business for like 30 years or 20 years and then sold it and yeah. now they're not doing it anymore. Now, now you can like really talk about their failures yeah. and at what point was it a failure for you? And what point was it like not, but it's kind of, I think it's kind of like hard for someone to be like, yeah, like that was so far, like that's been maybe a failure, but right. they don't know what's coming up. Right. I so mean, they're kind of in it right now. And just, I guess as like a teaser, I won't give any names, but uh, we had the pleasure of interviewing these. Uh, I mean, you guys are going to love these guests. Let's just put it that way once we release the episode. Um, and they didn't fail once. They didn't fail twice. They failed three times. Three times. And after that, it's like, I would be discouraged. I'd be like, okay, like I'm clearly doing the wrong thing. This is not something that I should be in, obviously. Um, that's not what they thought. They mm-hmm. literally came back stronger than that. And they are now killing it. And yeah. that's going to be a great story. So I won't give away more than that. But I think really something that we've learned from everyone that we've sat down with is I think two main things that I've at least gotten out of it. One, you just got to do it. Like if you have an idea and you think that it's something that you want to work on, something you're passionate about, something that Khalees said, you know, nurturing your natural talents. If that's something that you're good at and you're you know confident about, just do it. Start, start something. Start somewhere. I mean... No one's asking you to start a million-dollar business overnight. It's not going to happen. But do something. Put the wheels into motion. And along that drive, you're going to see something happening. I mean, I don't know what it is. And if you did know what it was, chances are it's not going to be successful. You know, I think the beauty of the companies that have sold for billions and millions of dollars is that they didn't have that idea from day one. It's something that their audience wanted, something that their listeners wanted, something that their fans wanted, and that's what came out of it. So I think that that's one thing that I learned. Second thing is... You know, and I think it's, it's very cliche. You hear Gary Vee talking about it. You hear all yeah. these guys talking about it. But time and time again, I mean, we see it with our podcasts. You know, we see it with all the other work that we're involved in. There are more bad days than good days. Yeah. I mean, I think that, and if there weren't bad days, you're not going to want to get to the good days. If you just keep having good days, that's your expectation. You're like, oh, it's going to be good tomorrow too. And you're not going to work as hard. Have those bad days. Embrace those bad days. I mean, if you don't have a bad day, you're probably doing something wrong, yeah. you know? And so those are two things that I kind of learned from. And, and if every day is a bad day, then you're either doing something wrong or you're just your definition of bad and good is, isn't what it should be. Yeah, and hit, and hit us up and we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll try to... We'll redefine we'll, it for yeah, you. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll analyze your bad days. Um, let's kind of end this thing with a couple questions that we got yeah, from our guests. Uh, one of the things that we were asked were, how do you get these guests? Um, I think when we started, uh, 
really was like, let's kind of like see who we know personally or who we can, who, who like, you know, who, like a mutual friend that we have in common with someone we want to interview. And uh, we're huge fans of Trello. We use it for all of our different projects. And we, you know, created a Trello board and just threw on a bunch of names that were like, we want, you know, they're LA-based founders. We want to interview them. And then we kind of like looked into our networks. And so um, I think the first couple was like really just like us reaching out to people that we knew. But yeah. then... Um, you know, some things like, for example, D, D we, we saw at a, at a USC alumni event and he was a speaker mm -hmm. uh, on the panel and mm -hmm. we just kind of, you know, uh, talked to him after the event and said, Hey, we're doing a podcast. Would you be interested? And he said, absolutely. And he's just yeah. like super cool about it. So we, that, that's how that happened. Um, and then now it's kind of just, you know, mixed between getting introductions from our guests and also us, you know, I mean, we still cold email a lot of people and, you know, maybe for every 10 people you email, one says, let's do it. So, uh, I mean, it's... And then the nine just great. don't answer. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Not so yet. far so far it's been pretty... Everyone's pretty, pretty open and cool about yeah. it. I think everyone really is is on the same page as far as building this community, um, which is which is really great because we get some awesome people on the show. Um, yeah, anything else you want to add? Yeah, no, I think that was... I think that covers it. I think... And I think, again, like we talked about in the beginning, it's it's going to be a community that we're building, and that's why we're doing this, uh, more so than just sharing their story. I think their stories are valuable enough. Uh, I mean, Pat and I leave every single interview, and on the ride back home or on the weekends, uh, we'll talk about it. We'll literally dissect the interview and be like, wow, that, that was awesome. Like, you know, we didn't even think about that. Like, that's something that we can apply to things that we're doing, or, you know, we can... We know a friend that's doing that, and we can maybe connect the two together. And that's happened a few times where people have reached out to us and wanted to connect to some of our guests. And um, you know, and we and we did it. You know, we we connected them because we knew that they were onto something as well. Um, final question um, we got was, who is our mutually agreed upon dream guest? And we really haven't had time mm. to talk about that. <laughs> so, it's before we agree, I'm just gonna do this quick one, two, three count. And at the same time, it's Pat tough, and I are going to say, question, yeah, Pat and I are going to say who we think our <coughs> dream guest is. And if we get the same person, then that's, I mean, I don't even know. I mean, I don't even know what to say. Uh, and if we don't, then we'll briefly I feel like we've probably it. talked about this before and we'll probably say the same person, but I don't know what you're thinking right now. And, and yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a new day. Think, so. <laughs> it's a new la, it's no, what was the song? It's a new down. It's a new day. Yeah. Anyways, so um, I'm going to count to three and uh, just. Just say who your dream guest is. One, two, three. Barack Obama. Elon Musk. Oh, shit. <laughs> Come on, Pat. Come on, Pat. Elon, man. SpaceX, dude. They're doing some crazy things. Look, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing There's with you. There's still someone. But he's, still not my Tesla dream, he's not my dream guest right now. Like, we're going to get him. We're going to get him. <laughs> Elon, mean, he hear is, that? We're getting he you. He is the founder hour. I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, he, I mean, Elon... I'm sure you're listening, um, and if you're not, you should be. Uh, I'm sure there's a thing or two that you can, you know, take with you to Mars. Um, you know, share the wealth of knowledge with them, <laughs> them, the Martians. Um, but the reason I said Barack, um, Barack is a good one. That's a good. One. Look, Barack's a good one. Barack's a good one for many reasons. Um, he's not an LA founder, but I'm pretty sure he's gonna be moving to. California, Palm like Springs? Rancho Mirage. Yeah. I think it was Rancho Mirage or something. So, yeah, close enough. So, Barack, we'll come to you. Um, 
you know, well, he no, started the Barack Obama Foundation. I don't know if he started that like while his feet were in like LA soil, sure, but I mean, like whatever. But yeah. I think beyond that, I think he did that go to Occidental, right? So he did go to Occidental, which is literally down the street. We're trying to justify right now why yeah, we yeah, should yeah. interview Barack. No, but Obama. it's beyond that. I think that I think I think did, I think our listeners would be okay with that. I think I think they would. <laughs> um, but the reason I said hit uh, his name was because a part of our reasoning was that we wanted to listen to founders that were hear stories from founders that have movements, and I mean. Back in 2007, 2008, uh, so 10 years ago now, so some of us were like literally not even in high school, maybe in high school, I was in high school, um, is really when the Barack Obama um, you know, movement began. I mean, just like Khalees was kind of the founder of her own brand, I think Barack Obama was the founder of his. Yeah. But beyond that, I think he was the founder or you know, he was a part of this newfound hope and change that he not only promised, but was really preaching about. And I think that that's a movement worth crediting. I think it's a movement that is definitely going to go down in history um, about not only impacting politics, but impacting people. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, sure, you know, he's a politician, he's in politics, but I think that the message goes beyond that. I think that what he did is something that ties into exactly what you and I are trying to do, build community. He was a community organizer at first, right? For sure, for sure. And he realized that the power of building that community was what will propel him eventually to become president or to impact policy or, you know, whatever he aspired to do. And so I think talking to him and, you know, hearing not only how he did it, why he did it, and, you know, what it became eventually would be an awesome story, you know, just because I think it ties great into business and, you know, any other movements. And there's something to be learned from it. And, I mean, I would love to delve into the psychology of Barack, a young Barack Obama at the time of, you know, why did you want to, why did you want to create a community? I mean, that would be my first question to him is like, yeah. we know who you are, you know, <laughs> everyone knows who you are, Barry. Uh, but, but, but why community? Why did you want to create that? And so that's, that's, that's why I gave my answer. It's a great answer. I mean, I'm hopefully, I mean, I'm would you mutually pay a little agree? visit to would Rancho you, Mirage. Huh? Would you mutually agree to that? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Elon, look, you're great too. Um, you're just, you're a different kind of great. You're, 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 let me go outside during the middle of the night and there's like a sperm looking light in the sky. I mean, he's of creating community too, right? Like everyone was outside. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> looking at the I'm sky. I'm like, what the hell is going Seeing on? what's going on. Yeah. yeah. So guys, this was the Founder Hour After Hours yeah. where Pat and I just, we just kind of talk. And for the record, this is the first time, obviously we're doing this and uh, first time we're... I mean, we're not interviewer, professional interviewers. You know, this podcast was kind of started off of a <laughs> yeah. project, and it still is. But yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, any feedback you guys have, we appreciate. Send us a DM or an email or just text yeah. or, you know, whatever. Um, we love that and really helps us out. Um, and subscribe. Yeah. I mean, look, yeah. I know that you guys are listening. We know you're listening. But it's important to us that not only you subscribe, but... Subscribe to the podcast. Yeah, subscribe the podcast. to the newsletter um, on our website, thefounderhour.com, because... We're going to be start, you know, starting to send out a lot of emails on different things, whether it's new releases, yep. giveaways, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, kind of just exclusive stuff. So yeah. watch out for that. Yeah, and just, you know, I think for Pat and I, it's really about having all of you be a part of this, whether it's recommending a guest, you know, that we talk to, whether it's passing on the word to a friend, and, you know, whether it's, again, just telling us that we suck or that we're great. <laughs> you know, we, we want to hear it. I mean, none of us are interviewers or journalists. We're just two dudes interviewing. Uh-huh. But you know what? We totally appreciate every every single one of you. And we really hope you continue listening. And maybe one day 
you guys will hear me on a milkshake track with Khalees, um, a milkshake remix, so, from Posh. Amazing. And Pat, Arrivederci. Arrivederci.